0: You are now listening to The Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. What's going on, Unstucked fam? If you're loving the podcast, be sure to visit unstuck.com for more resources, ways to work one-on-one with me and my company, Unstucked, as well as our free Unstucked guide to help you get unstuck in your career, life, finances, and business. Some exciting news, we have launched our budgeting course where I will sit down with you and walk you through our custom budget. The link will be below. More exciting news. We have gotten a feature spot in Medium. The name of the article is Here are Three Signs It is Time to Fire Your Boss. You can find the link below. I hope you read it. I hope you enjoy it. And most importantly, I hope you learn something from it. I'm so happy you're here for the ride. And now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today I'm joined by Chris Hines. Chris, Actually, when I was looking at your content, I saw a lot of it was around, you know, personal development, stress. And then I started doing a little uh, research and saw that mainly your platforms around podcasting, which got me even more excited because I'm about 23 episodes in and I haven't done anything around podcasting. So this is my opportunity. How are you today?
1: Man, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's funny. I kind of have a balance of content. Like part of it is self-development. Most of it is podcasting. Like I'm building software tools right now for, you know, monetizing your podcast, creating income streams from your show. The link in bio stuff for podcasters. I'm working on a tool for editors. Like I have a bunch of different software tools for podcast hosts, but I actually wrote a book called The Milestone System about a year and a half ago. And I haven't put it out yet. It's just sitting. It's just, it's sitting. I haven't done anything with it, but I believe it's like one of the best books I've ever written. Um, But I'm just not ready to show it to the world yet. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there.
0: So, Chris, let's jump straight in. What's your story? When did you feel called to get into podcasting and coaching?
1: Oh, man. You know what's funny? I got invited onto a radio show. Before I knew what podcasting was, a guy hit me on Twitter. I was in part of NBA Twitter. Back when Twitter first started really taking off, he's like, yo, come on the show. Let's talk hoops and everything. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. I had never done anything live or anything like that before. I went on a radio show, and it was incredible. I had a time in my life. At that time, I was thinking, man, I might want to do radio. This was really fun. But what happened was all my followers that heard the live show started asking me where's your podcast. And at this time I had no idea what a podcast was. So I'm like I don't I don't know what that is. Like I'm kind of lost. So that's when I knew okay, I got to get into podcasting and I jumped like both feet in, man. I didn't hesitate. I started doing a ton of interviews. I actually connected with a ton of NBA players through just my experience in basketball that helped me get really far in podcasting really, really fast. Like my first month, I had NBA players on my show. I had sponsors and everything like really fast just because of my connections in that particular industry.
0: That's wonderful. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand for anyone curious about podcasting is really leveraging what you have and growing with your podcast. I think a lot of people put parameters around not only how they should start, but kind of where they need to go in podcasting. So Talk some more about that. Like, I'm. This is episode 23 here. This is still relatively new for me, but I've you know been lucky enough to have some wonderful people in my corner to bring me up to speed. You know, talk about what that process was like when you first got started in podcasting. For anyone who's interested in where you are now, like, like, what's some advice you tell your yourself getting started?
1: Oh man, you know it's funny. What you said in the beginning was good about the passion part and something you care about. I run into so many podcasters who's like, I want to make money. I want to get this and I want to do that, which sounds good. But I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't create a show about something you care about, you're not going to last. You're just, it's not going to work. You have to create a show around something that you're passionate about. And I will say something you have experience in as well. And think about the future. Because if you had a show for, let's say, five years, what kind of impact do you want to have in the next five years? Where are you going with this? I think it's good to have a vision as far as what we want and what we desire, then create a life that kind of aligns with that, so everything works together along the way. I knew when I first started podcasting, even though I was talking about basketball, I knew eventually I was going to get outside of that and go into more of the business space. My goal at that point in time was to play overseas for a couple of years, come back, and then open my own training facility. You know, where it's like a basically a big facility, three floors, where it's like a homework center at the bottom. Workout area for the kids, second floor is courts, third floor is courts. Something really, really simple. And be in a business space. So I think having a long-term goal and how you're going to, like, what do you want at the end, figure that out in the beginning so you can always work towards it. And it's okay if it changes. I find that most of the podcasters I work with that are successful, they always have a long-term vision. And I don't care what the vision is. If you want to be famous, I don't care if you want to be famous. Go and be famous. But have a vision for what you're doing so you're not just wasting a bunch of time.
0: You know, that's key. And I, you know, I love podcasting. And it's something that, as I was reflecting, I'm a D1 athlete. You know, I've sold a startup before 25. I'm actually in my second startup now. You know, I have a business. And so, you know, along the way, I found myself getting stuck for six months, years, you know, in certain mindsets. And I found out how to get out of those mindsets fast, hence kind of the Unstuck podcast and talking about anything and everything about your career, life, business, and finances. But what you said was, Spot on, and I think it goes for really anything you do. You know, when I started podcasting, I said, You know, this is like my first true hobby. You know, you think about the dad who repairs cars for fun and might spend, you know, a hundred to four hundred dollars a month. You know, I look at it the same way as podcasting, like, this is my true hobby. And my initial intention was to keep that. And I said, I want to get to a thousand episodes, that's my goal. And that's one goal, but another part is to be an internationally recognized podcast, to be someone that, you know, I could go to Europe and someone knows what my podcast is, right? So There's kind of two big competing spotlights there, right? One where it's just like humble, like this is my hobby. I love doing it. But then also that competitive side where it's like, I want to be one of the best, you know, and that's definitely something that I want to do. So, and I know people have that same mindset.
1: Yeah, and I like the balance, though. I think that that's a healthy balance because you kind of have a tied in where your deeper desires and wants as a human, as a person, can be met with the show. And then obviously, being an international podcast, there's a lot of money that comes with that. So you kind of balance it out. And I really think having two parts of it, it's really healthy because we all have a bigger reason why we do something. And there's another reason. We may not tell everybody, but it's still there. I think that's healthy. That's a healthy balance. Like for me... Right now, all I care about is helping other podcasters make money. I know I help them make money. I make money and we all win. That's it. Now, on the other side, I do also want to get into the startup world. I want to have more founders know who I am and I want to be in that community so I can become an investor. I want to start my own VC fund soon. Long term, 10 years, that's where I want to be. And I know podcasting is going to be what helps me get there.
0: I love that you put that in there because I honestly, you know, when someone asked me, what do I do, right? I struggled between being a VP of product or I have a business or a podcast. And so I've been kind of a little more bullish to kind of give people all three and just kind of taking a step back. Like it's partly because, you know, I realize my path like yours is not a standard one and that can intimidate a lot of people. But I appreciate that sentiment. And I want to jump into a, a very foundational question that I'm even still trying to answer, which is, what makes a successful podcast? Because I think that that answer is dependent on the person. But in your eyes, what makes a successful podcast?
1: I'm going to be honest with you. After almost eight years of doing this, talking to, I lost count. For a long time, I counted how many podcasts I work with. Once it got past like 2,000, I'm not counting anymore. It's, like, it's a lot. What I've learned is everybody either makes money or they want to make money. It's just the truth. Now, do we want things to be measured in money? The amount could be different. But the bottom line is, what a successful podcast does is it makes money. Because if it's not making money, then it is losing money. That's it. Now, I don't want to say that if you have a podcast, your main focus and your only desire and care should be to make money. I'm not saying that. But it is going to be on your priority list, and it's going to be top three. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with wanting to make money. That's all.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll be fully transparent. You know, I make money in my startup and I make money, you know, in my business itself as a life and business coach and marketing strategist, really just like as a business strategist. But as far as podcast monetization goes, you know, I make $0 on this podcast, you know, aside from, and not incorporating, right, like my promos in the beginning. I'm talking purely like sponsorships. And, you know, that's something that I've struggled with and been very impatient about, you know, this is month five, you know, so I got to be a little bit patient, but still like I'm validating your point. It's absolutely on my board. But like I said, I have that kind of deeper why where it's like, I don't mind spending money on this. This is something that I look at as a hobby. So I think your point is valid. If you are someone that doesn't look at it as a hobby, as a business, right? It's time to turn it up and call Chris. Right. But if at the same time, I think even if you're someone like me that sees it as a hobby, it wouldn't call you to call someone like a Chris to get that foundational work in to understand right what you're doing well to monetize. And so I want to hear a little bit about your podcast, everything podcasting, and you know, why you started that. I watched actually a sermon of yours you gave to podcasters, and it was a wonderful talk that you gave just around all aspects of podcasting, but talk a little about your show. What are some of the values you teach and what are some of the misconceptions people have about podcasting?
1: Yeah. So everything podcasting is kind of my brand that encapsulates everything that I do. Because like I said, I'm building so many software tools and I have the courses and my book, The Business of Podcasting is coming out July 28th. I have so much going on. I just, everything podcasting, put it in one place. So my main show is The Business of Podcasting. And then I have the personal brand and playbook as well. And again, personal branding really focused on the branding of founders and CEOs and those entrepreneurs and really getting into that startup world. I see so many founders and I meet so many now that are like incredible people. And I want them to have a platform to tell their story. And in the business podcast thing, that's where I talk about the money side. I've been in the industry, like I said, for about eight years. And I know people are terrified to talk about the money. Like they hate it. The truth is... 90% of podcast hosts don't make any money. So it's an uncomfortable conversation. And, you know, I get it. I'm here to kind of change that. So that's the purpose of my two shows. And um, I will say the biggest misconception people have about podcasting is really when it comes to monetizing, is the options that you have available. I don't think people really, truly understand what you can do. Like, there's so much you can do. You can have multiple income streams on one show, literally like five or six on one show, and your audience won't even be able to tell. You know, you got affiliate deals, sponsorships, you can have sponsored segments, pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll, sell your own products, you can do commercials, you have an unlimited of things. It's It's insane how much you can do. But I think the biggest problem is podcasters don't look at monetizing the way YouTubers do. YouTubers have the mindset, whenever I put a video out, Once I get to this level of monetization, every video is profitable. I'm trying to get podcasters to understand that every episode you release in your show should be profitable. Now, obviously, there's a process to get to that, the same as YouTube, but every episode you put out should be profitable.
0: Mm. And I and I love that because I think, you know, even as you gave your answer there, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe I am monetizing my podcast and not realizing it. I think part of this journey is trying to understand that piece. And, you know, I I can anticipate a lot of the podcasters who are listening, their questions are going to be the same. Do downloads matter? I love that question.
1: Every time I go to speak at an event, whether it's virtual or in person, I get this question five times. Downloads do not matter. And I say this because I've been able to sell podcasts for thousands of dollars with zero downloads. I've been able to sell podcasts for thousands of dollars with zero downloads. I mean, getting sponsors. And some of these were shows I was on. Some of these were shows I wasn't a guest on. Like, I have been able to do this for shows that didn't have one episode out. i sold a show for, I think it was 2500 bucks for the first month of content. Two episodes a week, and I had a co-host at the time. And we didn't even have a logo. I just had a show concept. And I shopped the concept to certain brands. One brand was like, we love it. And they bought it. They're like, yeah, I love it. Let's work together. I would say the key there, if you don't have a ton of downloads, is you have to have leverage. Meaning you have to have a different positioning on your show. What's different about it? It can't just be another football podcast. Why should people listen to this football podcast? Then the kind of guests you plan on having. Do you have access to celebrities or very popular people? That'll help you as well. Because when you send that pitch out to the company and you don't have downloads, you got to be able to tell them you got something else coming down the pipeline that'll get you the downloads. All right, so the leverage is what comes into play because that's all downloads really are. It's a leverage for you to say, "Hey, I want to make X amount of dollars." So you got to have leverage if you don't have downloads.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful, and I think you know that was a fantastic answer. And honestly, you know. of what i've shied away from um you know i just hit the 5000 download mark and i'm very transparent with my audience about what i'm making and downloads and whatnot and i realized too that again i partly do treat this as a hobby and get hobby results and so i think to your point it's getting clarity on you know what you want but as far as the sponsorship goes, you actually, I'm sitting here like, God, I got to I gotta reach out to people. I got to be more aggressive about this. And I know I'm not alone. Like, I, I know it. And again, if you have any advice for someone like that, I'm all ears too.
1: Yeah, I, I know it's, it's kind of hard in the beginning, especially because you don't know what to say, who to talk to, how often you should follow up. Like It's so many layers to it. Actually, in my book, The Business of Podcast, and I talk about the different tiers of podcasters, because... A lot of podcasters are in the experience space. So we got beginners, people who have less than 20 episodes, don't really post a ton of content. They don't really take it serious just yet. They're the beginners. Then experiences the people that have put out about 20 to 30 episodes. They're not past 100 yet, but they put a lot of work in, a lot of effort. Now they're trying to figure out how do I monetize. Then we got the advanced podcasters. These are the people who've been doing it for a year. You know They've built an audience. They have a following. They have a mailing list, right? So For each tier, there's a different monetization strategy that will be effective for where you are. The beginner should focus on being an affiliate for the right companies. I don't mean go and get one or two or go get random affiliates. I mean, find companies within your marketing, your niche that you know your audience cares about and work with those companies closely. Treat them like they already are a brand sponsor because other brands pay attention to that and that's going to get you paid. I'm not saying you want to put them on a pedestal like they're your title sponsor, but you want to treat them like they're a sponsor because I'm telling you, I just got an affiliate payment before it is for like a hundred bucks. You know, like it's a hundred bucks, but I had to do nothing but mention that. I just mentioned it. That's it. So then tier two is the experienced podcaster. That's where you focus on sponsorships, you know, and people got to understand this. It's not just one way to get sponsored. It's not just pre-roll, mid-roll. You could do pre-roll, mid-roll. You can have them sponsor segments on your show. Right, You can do so many different ways. You go to a brand and say, hey, look, I want to do a test run with your company to show you that my audience is valuable. Instead of us doing a 12-episode package, let's do it for two. I'll promote you on two of my episodes and to my email list twice. If you don't get at least X amount of conversions, we call it quits. That's leverage and negotiating. right? So that's going to get you sponsored really, really fast. Then at the advanced level, I think once you get past, I would say 3,000 downloads an episode, when you're consistently there, you got to sell your own products because the amount of money I've made selling my own products compared to sponsorships is it's not even really comparable. Like I've made maybe almost a hundred thousand dollars selling my own products. With sponsorships, it's about seventy, and the seventy took way less over years. The hundred grand is in about a year and a half spend maybe. Right? So it really depends on where you are on that tier. I call it the podcast monetization pyramid you got to know where you are and have clarity on that because that's going to help you be really effective.
0: Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing, you know, about your book. And I want to hear a little bit more. Like, why did you decide to write the business of podcasting? Why did you decide to write that book?
1: Man, you know what? I've waited years to write it. I wanted to write one a long time ago, but I was like, you know, I want to figure all this stuff out because I wanted to have something to say outside of, Oh, you got to have passion to be a podcaster or, or you should edit your own show until you can afford an editor. Like everybody said that already. I wanted to come to the people with something different that was going to be powerful and valuable. Like in this book, I, I broke down exactly what tier you're on and how you can be effective on each tier, how you can launch a show and make money before one episode goes out. Right. For me to get to that point, I had to do it all myself. So I've launched shows and had them out for a month, and then deleted them, like multiple times, just to try a system out. Like, I kid you not, I've done it so many times now. and For me, it's fun to see what works and what doesn't work, to see if running Facebook ads is gonna work better than Instagram ads, or how should I do retargeting as a podcaster? Like, I've done so much of this now. Really, I want to build my expertise up before I go out here trying to teach people something. You know, I didn't
0: wanna be a fraud. I gotta figure it out, you know? That's facts. I love that. And you've already piqued my interest. And, you know, again, I, I put myself in part of the beginner moderate area, you know, and I know a lot of people listening to this are in the beginning phase. So definitely reach out to Chris. I'll definitely make sure that I put your links down so people can get into contact with you. You know, it's bigger than podcasting. And that's something that I don't talk about a lot. What podcasting has done for my my on-camera confidence, for just confidence in general, my network, Talk about some of those intangibles that podcasting has given you. Uh, We've touched on it a little bit, but I want to hear a little bit about that side. Because I think that's something that people really don't talk a lot about.
1: You know, I think one of the biggest skills you kind of learn if you're doing podcasting consistently is you learn how to network. Because we all say you got to go here and network, you got to go there and network. But when you learn how to network on a podcast... It's a game changer, man, because you can talk to people around the world. Like, I've had times where I would stay up until 2 in the morning to interview somebody across the world, or I'm up at 6 a.m. to interview somebody across the world. Like, it's insane the people I've talked to over the years that have $100 million companies and stuff, and it's valuable to have that networking because if I'm a business owner and I want to get to the level they're on, I need to know how to converse with these people. I need to know what they like right? I need to know how to hold a conversation with them, how to communicate. I got to figure all of that stuff out. So the skill of networking is something you, you learn it over time. If you're a real podcaster and you just keep doing this, you eventually build that skill. Especially I tell people the most valuable time of a podcast interview is that 10 minutes after. Because when the interview is over, we don't always jump off the line. It's still uploading, something's still happening. So we're talking business. And I'm telling you, I've gotten maybe 20 speaking gigs like that.
0: Yeah, it's facts. It's insane, man. And it's no mistake, you're here. You know what I mean? Like, I saw you, I saw your message, I saw your value, and I was like, I want to interview this guy, and I want to talk to this guy, and I want to work with this guy. So I encourage you guys all, you know, I use this as my, I call it my fancy networking tool. It absolutely is that. And I I know, you know, we have a little bit of time constraint today, so I want to kind of jump a little bit forward here and talk about something else that's not about podcasting, but, you know, a little more on brand. So, you know, I created the Unstuck Podcast because I feel like in most media, you see most people's end result. You don't see the struggle. You don't see people, you know, uh, when things get ugly. So talk about when you felt stuck in podcasting or even just in your business, like what are some of the things you did to kind of get yourself going again, find that consistency, find that momentum to execute? Oh
1: man, I have a process of... Just envisioning myself, you know, and go. Whenever I go and speak at an event, I can see myself after the talk, right? Like, I just finished my talk. It was great. It's 10 people lined up to buy my book. A couple of people want to work with me one-on-one and putting myself in that place. like I will literally put myself in the hotel room, in the airport of wherever I'm going. And I do that when I'm launching a new product, like with my software, uh, Microphone Money. I'm launching that on July 28th, and I'm envisioning myself right now having 100 users first day. What I think that does to me mentally, because this is the thing, when you have that vision in your mind, even if you don't get to that vision, I think you still have confidence simply because you didn't get the exact thing you wanted, but you made so much progress. Like I have the goal of 100 users, right? Let's say I don't get 100, but I get like 65. Does that mean I failed? No, I got 65. 65 is way more than zero, What's funny is I find that when I attach my emotions to that thing that I want, it's healthy for me mentally because I then start to put in the work to get whatever I want. And I end up doing so much work and making so much progress, I actually forget about the vision sometimes. And then it just falls into my lap and I'm like, damn, I made a lot of progress. So I think in order to not focus on the progress, you set the vision first, and then you start mapping your way out to get to that end goal. And then everything else is going to feel amazing.
0: I love that you clarified that because I talk a lot about manifestation and affirmations. And I actually talk about it from the angle of those are great, but they mean nothing without action. They mean nothing without execution. And so to your point, right, having an intention, letting it go, and then working actively on it is key. And I tell anyone that because there's a lot of Gen Zers out there. And I'm picking on that generation for a reason, but because you've grown up just seeing the end result. A lot of people that come to me like, I want to start a business, but they have that like end destination at the start. And it's like, no, you've got to envision what you want, but you have to take that aligned action to actually get there. And so I appreciate you proactively even just clarifying that because a lot of people don't share that clarity.
1: And I would say too is be willing to share your failures because I can say one thing that has helped me. Like when I started that first basketball show, one thing that happened to me is I lost all the interviews with NBA players like Corey Maggette, Darius Miles. I lost all that content. My computer was 10 years old. And it just fell apart on me, never turned on again. I lost a ton of content, Uh, maybe 20 episodes. Oh, my God. Every time I think about it, I still
0: get sick. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: I almost quit podcasting the first week I started. It was that
0: bad. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, man. it it just And I was so embarrassed because you can't go back to certain people and be like, hey, our interview is gone. Can we do this again? They're like, man, look, I don't have time for that. So (laughs) I tell people my worst stories. I tell people about the time when I had uh, my, my podcast network a couple of years ago. I had a big title sponsor for all the shows, all of our NFL shows on the network, and it was incredible. I wasn't on any of the shows, but they were all making about a thousand bucks a month, which obviously
0: is not twenty thousand, but no, but that's still that's amazing. That keeps the lights on and a profit.
1: Exactly. And and what happened was some of the people I work with didn't do their jobs correctly. So I got burned and the contract fell through. I had to pay that company back. So I tell people to have networks like, look, man, it could go bad for you. You know, so telling your bad stories, too. I think that that also it gives you real credibility, not just the whole like, oh, I, I made this much money. That stuff sounds good. But when you can say I failed in this way and this is how I came back man, you get a different level of respect from people in the world.
0: Absolutely. And to your point, I wrote an article, Three Signs, It's Time to Fire Your Boss. And it is exactly on that cadence of all my career failings, but leading me to a place of owning a business, owning a startup, and you know, being in a position to be a millionaire before 30. You know what I mean? And so if you guys can't see this on camera, I'm taking a side, but we have a third guest. Uh <laughs>
1: This this is Carter. She has to be up here. She she knows what what it is. So <laughs> you see, she's more quiet now, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Carter Carter knows what's up. So anyway, you know that's super crucial. Is you know sharing, being open, being transparent, and that's why I'm here. And I appreciate all the value you just gave because I mean I have a, a note full right here. I have notes on notes on notes. And as a kind of a last roundup here, I always give you the opportunity to share anything that you'd like to share that maybe you didn't get a chance to share. Um, you too, Carter if you have anything to say. <laughs>
1: so uh, if you're a podcaster listening to this, man, and you have any questions. <laughs>
0: I'm leaving that in.
1: <laughs> I told you, she knows exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, so if you're a podcaster, man, you got any questions, I answer them all. talk to people, man. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, at Chris Podcasting. Check out the book, The Business of Podcasting. Um, I have a very special bundle right now. It's come with my new software, the book couple of my courses, I have like 500 hours of course content from the last eight years. Like you can see my, if you look at my courses, you'll see my, just my setup, like improving. I used to record with headphones and one cord and my phone was sitting on a box. So I've upgraded over the years to myself. So if you have any questions, man, just hit me up at Chris Podcasting, man, I'm happy to answer
0: them. Wonderful. Well, that's a great place to round out. Thank you so much, Chris, for jumping on. And again, all Chris links will be below. Thanks again.
1: Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at
0: unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at unstucked.